American football in Finland. Perfect Purvis, Jabari Harris, and Robert Johnson give authentic American perspectives on football every week. No politics, no censors, just football. Enjoy the show. American football in Finland. The voice in your ears right now is Perfect Purvis, and I'm here with my co-host, Robert Johnson. Thank you for having me again, Purvis. It's good to have you back, man. You've been hiatus on us lately. But yeah, man. Hey, I've been focused on my season, man. You know, first division championship game, been focused on the season. So that's why I, I, I decided like to step back just a little bit. Okay. We can respect that. The man has to do what he got to do. Today we're going to talk about last week's Maple League results. Me and Jabari Harris have an interview with Brett Araby from the Senioki Crocodiles. And we'll also discuss the Maple League semifinal playoffs coming up this weekend. So to start it off, Helsinki Roosters beat the Senioki Crocodiles 35-7 in Senioki for the last game of the season. Uh, I'll lead it off talking about the game. Pretty much the Roosters came in. They used their backup players. They tried to rest some starters. And they still were able to put up 35 points against the Crocodiles. And it's kind of a shame for the Crocodiles because this was a, a... a game-defining moment for them. If they would have won this game, they would have been in a three-way tie to see who's going down to the first division. But since they lost this game, they're going to be playing in the first division next year instead of the Maple League. So in this game, there wasn't a real a lot to talk about. The Roosters' offense put up almost 200 yards of offense. Crocodiles had less than 200. It just it wasn't a great game, but it was a game the Crocodiles needed to win, but they didn't. And the Roosters, they they did what they had to do by staying safe, not hurting any of the players before the playoffs, and just getting done with the season where they're now 11-1. and one. Robert, what did you see in the game? Well, what I see, it shows you about the Helsinki um, Roosters, man. They're, they're, you know, they're a well-done machine. You know, their backups are pretty good. Um, you know, the quarterback came in uh, – <clears throat> Um, Henry came in, did his job. You know, he, you know, he's been watching Brandon the whole season, so I'm sure he learned a lot from Brandon. Uh, you know, they didn't have Jason Taylor in. You know, Carver been playing a great game, even though he's a young Finnish guy. But they also had Bernard in right now. You know, Bernard, he's an American, but you know, he only had like two catches. But you know, that, that that's still pretty good. But Henry got a chance to experience what it's like to play with a guy like Bernard, and and, and he got a chance to play, you know, to get him prepared for what he want to do in the future. But with the Roosters, though, man, they, they're a great team. You know, there's it, nothing you can do about, you know, w- when you get the second team, come out, play ball, and do what they do and play against the Crocodiles. But with the Crocodiles, what happened with those guys, you know, they, they, they had a down season the whole year. You know, it, it's been a bad season for them. But the Roosters just shows you that, that they're a better team than a lot of teams in, in Finland, even with their second team. Yeah. Uh, just last thing about that game, um, Crocodiles, guys, I'm sorry for the season y'all had. I mean, in my honest opinion, the Crocodiles aren't a bad team. Uh, it just the way the things shook out, they did not play. The, they didn't play their best when they needed to, and they had a lot of injuries that kind of derailed their season. And now you're looking at going to the uh, first division. But just one little shout out to um, I want to say his name correctly. Don't get me wrong. Yohani Kovimaki. Mm, my DB. Yeah, everybody knows you, man. Congratulations on your first Maple League touchdown in that game. <laughs> and that's something positive that came out of this game was Yohani finally got a Maple League touchdown. As a defensive back, that's definitely something to be proud of. So going on to the next game of the weekend, Saturday, the Turku Trojans 
beat the Wasser Royals 14 to 7. Now, this is a game that I'm not even going to lie. I had no intentions of watching because I knew that the Royals were going to win this game. <laughs> and then when I found out that the Trojans won the game, um, I had to actually go back and watch the entire game because I wanted to know what happened and how. And sure. it was a, a major credit to the running back from Turku Trojans and the offensive line for the Trojans who gave him room to do what he needed to do. Uh, I think Juice Casada had 220 yards rushing, added with 52 yards catching, he was the man. 275 yards in this game, pretty much. They did what they had to do to stay in this league, and they competed in that last game. And, of course, if you actually saw the game, you know that it was wet and wild out there. Mm. So that's why the score was so low. There was a lot of slippery balls mm-hmm. happening. Actually, the touchdown that actually won the game for the Trojans, June Robinson picked up. A fumbled pass from quarterback Justin Sotelaire. He was trying to throw like a screen to R.J. Long, and the ball mm-hmm. slipped out. Mm. And it was live fumble. June picks it up, <laughs> runs into the end zone. 14-7, that's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. But both teams put up about 300 yards of offense, so they actually were moving the ball well both sides in this game. It just came down to the fact that neither team could get anything like going all together. They both had their moments, but – it's kind of telling story that the weather plays a major part against this Royals offense that is now so pass heavy. Mm-hmm. If they were more run heavy, kind of like how the Trojans were, I really think they would have came out on top in this game. But because they weren't, they they kind of paid for it in this game. What are your thoughts about it, Robert? Well, it's only <laughs> to be honest, it's only two things I can say about this. Uh, number one, I think the Royals lost this game on purpose, man, and oh. the reason why. It's because we know Seppo and, the, you know, we know the Royals and the Crocodiles, they are, they rivals. So I guess Seppo wanted to stick it to the Crocodiles. But Crocodiles, guys, I say if we was to win the, ma- uh, the Spaghetti League and go to the Maple Bowl, you're welcome to the Wolverines. But do not go <laughs> do not go to Vaza because they lost on purpose just for you guys to go to the first division. Or the second thing, it can be that because of the weather, the rain, I don't think Justin Solitaire – can throw the ball that good in the rain. It always been like that. It was it was raining in the Maple Bowl last year when they played. He didn't do pretty good. Actually, last year and these and this year also, he haven't really been throwing the ball well in the rain. Also, that can be a factor. But I think it's the first thing that I said. I think that Vaza lost this game on purpose. That's an interesting take on it. And if you. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that out there. I mean, if y'all listen to this, y'all are going to hear that, and y'all let Robert know how y'all feel about that one. Um, that was that upset game kept the Turku Trojans in the top league this year, and that's pretty remarkable considering there was a time in this season that we thought the Turku Trojans weren't going to win any games. I think I had them predicted to win one game on the season. They won three, and they did it in the second half of the season. And you can see that this team was – they progressed together. They got better. When Zach Bartlow came in, the offense kind of expanded. They relied on each other. Defensively, they they played pretty well all season, just never had an offense that could get them to where they wanted to be. Yes, and kudos to you guys. Kudos to the Trojans for staying in the league this year. Yeah, I, w- I want to say the same thing. Congratulations to Turku also for staying in the league. I did have you guys – you know, last, but uh, you proved me wrong, and I respect that, and congratulations to you guys for standing in the league, man. All right, heading on to the last game of the weekend, the Tampa Saints 
beat the Porvoo Butchers 52 to 35. Now, this was another upset game, and this one I think is more true. I'm, I'm going to be more like Rojo on this one by saying that I don't want to say the Butchers wanted to lose this game, but they weren't hurt by losing this game. Mm-hmm. They didn't start their running back, their American running back. They didn't play their American linebacker, and they tried to save themselves from injury. Now, they went out there and they played. I'm not saying they laid down, but they knew win or lose that they were going to be the fourth seed in the playoffs. Now, the Tampa the Saints, on the other hand, they wanted this game bad. Yes, and when I say bad, I mean they went and got Troy Rice. And if you don't know who Troy Rice is, he's one of the best American football players in Europe right now. Yes, sir. He's been playing in different countries. He's played in Division One in Finland a lot. And this guy, he helped them expand their team. He played offense and defense, but defensively he kind of held it down for them as a defensive back, had a 52-yard interception for a touchdown. And with him playing on the defensive side, I can honestly say the defense wasn't full of holes for once. <laughs> I've been saying it all season, Saints, that your defense was full of holes. But you guys, you played tough this weekend, and I, I can only respect that. Really glad that Yadale got to run the ball. He had 165 yards rushing, and he also had 129 passing, or the other way around. Either way, he, he did a really balanced job running and passing the ball. And that's what the Saints need to do to be successful. They need Yodell to be running the ball successfully. And he did that in this game. And they came out with the win. I'm really glad that they did because the Saints were a team that shouldn't have been looking at getting relegated to the first division in the first place. So them doing everything they could to win this game really shows that they're a team that is looking towards the future. And I really wish you nothing but the best next year. What did you think about it, Rob? Well, going back to the Santa Yoki game and the Vaza game, you gotta I don't hey, you might think I'm negative, but I don't care. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Seppo guy the DB, we tried to we tried to get him to play here. And I'm sure other teams tried to get him. But I'm sure Seppo got it in his head to go to Parvo. So, with that said, I think Parvo, that's, that, that, well, I, I might be wrong. I don't know. I might be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Parvo don't mind losing. Because I, I Parvo and Seppo, they cool. Seppo played with me for a year or two. Then we won a championship together. So, so, so I know they're cool. Parvo didn't care about this game. They did not care about this game, so it, it, so so it, it makes so it makes Vaza look good. Like yeah, we still gonna stick it to the crocodiles. I'm telling you, it's all about the crocodiles. It's all about the freaking crocodiles. How does it stick it to the crocodiles? Because the crowd they want it's a rival. Vaza and Sanioka is a rivalry, so, so they want uh, so they want them boys to go down. So 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 Vaza, look if they go down, Vaza can get those players. Okay, think, think about it. They can because Sanioka got some good finish guys. Right. They got a lot of good finish guys, so if if, if they lose Vaza, they, they can go straight to Vaza. Ah, okay. The Think conspiracy about makes sense. Yeah, so that, that you know that's pretty easy right there. But Sanioka guys, you're welcome to come to the Wolverines if you want to. All right, but with the butchers, but but the game though, like Pervert said, the best athlete in Finland, in my opinion, is Troy Rice. He made a difference, man. This guy is is a is a great athlete. You know, he had an interception and the interception to went to win the game. You know, for a touchdown that was pretty good. Uh, the Bushes did not play any imports, in, uh, well, they played the quarterback, but they didn't play Ricky Stevens. 
But you know, Ricky Stevens is probably the best. You know, one of the best running backs in Philly right now behind just, uh, Jason Spears. Just one thing about that: if Ricky Stevens had played in this game, he most likely would have been the Russian leader for the Maple League. But since he did not play, Juice Kazada had two hundred some yards in his so, game, and now Juice is the leading rusher for the season, and that's it. Ah, it don't matter because Vaza wanted the Butcher to win to keep. Crocodiles out in the ways, <laughs> but Steven still could have got some yards. Like he, yeah, it don't matter. It, it don't matter though, bro. He's only matter. had one game this year. We had less than hundred yards. So if he would have had a hundred yard game in this season, in this game, and they still lost, mm-hmm. he would have at least been able to be the Russian leader this season. Uh, I mean, you got to get your stats up, right? No, not not really. The most important thing is the playoff in the, in, in the championship game. So the stats don't really matter. True that. You know. So, but but um, the Butchers, man, you know, the quarterback did pretty good. Miko Sepany, man, he had a hell of a game, 10 catches for 112 yards, man. You want to continue to get this guy in the game. I think with this game, with this guy, we're having this big game right here, it's going to give him a confidence for the next game against the Roosters, I think. I think that was big for him for this game. I think the um, offense of the Butchers, they, they definitely went pass heavy against this team to maybe work on some things, getting mm-hmm. ready for the playoffs. They threw a lot of passes. They didn't have Ricky Stevens, so obviously they were trying to work some things out in their pass game so that when they do go to the playoffs, they can be a little bit more balanced. And I can respect that, but they still – I don't like the fact that they didn't win the game. Yeah, I understand. But talking to all these Finnish teams right here, I'm telling you guys, Troy Rice is the best – it's the best American athlete in Europe. I'm telling you, you guys, you guys should go out there and get that guy, man, because he, I, I promise you, he's the best athlete in Europe. Well, there you have it. Troy Rice is the best American athlete in Europe. Yes, he according is, according to Robert Johnson. Yes, he is. You, hey, you said it here. You heard it here first on AFF. I <laughs> <laughs> will take a little time to talk to Brett Arvey from the Sinioka Crocodiles. He was a quarterback for them this season. And because on this show, AFF, we do what we want, we'll ask either personal questions or professional, whatever we feel like doing. Uh, Jabari, you can ask the first question. So, Brett, uh, the season's over. Um, You came in in the second half of the season and you took over and tried to help the team get going. But unfortunately, you could only do so much and you fall through injury. But besides the negative, what is some positive things that you got out of this season being the quarterback of the Sanioki Crocodiles? Uh, I mean, this is my first time playing football overseas and my first time being a coordinator, really. You know, I'm fresh out of college, so I was able to coach some younger guys. And I think the biggest positive that I got is being able to change the way you coach certain things um, so that different players can understand that, you know, we had a wide range of of guys on our team with different types of football knowledge, different football background. So uh, you can't always just coach it and think, you know, hey, I understand it this way. He's going to understand it that way, too. You know, you got people from different countries speaking different languages, understand it differently. So the biggest positive I took from it was being able to understand, get a better grasp of, you know, my football concept and, and how I coach things and being able to, you know, change that and, and uh, get it to be a certain way that, you know, Finnish guys can understand it better, import guys can understand it better, no matter what country they're from, so that we can start, you know, upping our football knowledge as a whole. All right. Absolutely. Uh, My question is, well, first of all, I think you guys had a a very up and down season. Early on, it was just tough because you didn't have enough personnel 
And then after midsummer break, you guys get more players, but then injuries start happening. And that's how you guys got into the situation you have. Now, later on in the season, you physically just couldn't compete with some teams. Well, my my question to you is, do you think that if you guys had maybe brought in some of these imports earlier in the season that you would have prevented some of those injuries? And do you think that would have helped you guys have a little bit more successful season? I think definitely. I think I think the biggest thing we went through all season early on was, you know, like you said, another personnel, you know. And the biggest thing with that is the way you get better is through repetitions and you get repetitions in practice. And uh, early on, we just didn't have the numbers to get those good reps in practice. You know, we couldn't go 11 on 11 because we didn't have enough guys. Um, so, you know, those first four or five games when we went 11 on 11 in the game, that was the first time that some of our guys had seen 11 on 11 all season. So, you know, you're getting reps in games rather than getting reps in practice. And so now you're working through those mistakes that might come up in terms of footwork or timing or anything like that. Now those mistakes are showing up in games rather than showing up in practice, being able to fix them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if we had those guys early on, we could have, could have got those reps, could have got that chemistry and, Definitely think the season would have gone a little bit different for us. Uh, I think when we finally started getting those guys, we had a little bit of uh, chemistry building. We were getting a little bit of momentum there. And in our minds, we were just pushing, hey, we're pushing for that four spot. You know, it was going to be a, a uphill battle for us the whole time. But we were pushing for that four spot because everyone knows once you get into the playoffs, you know, anything can happen. You know, if you're clicking at the right time, anything can happen. So we were really pushing for that four spot. And then the injury bug kind of hit us there and. And it was tough. I think if we did have those guys early on, a lot of those injuries could have been prevented. You know, we don't have guys going both ways. You know, we had some guys this year that didn't come off the field. I mean, they might have came off the field on maybe an extra point or maybe a punt. You never know. They get one play off and then they're right back on. So that's tough on the body. It doesn't matter what level or position you're playing at when you're taking that many reps in a game, you know, getting that many hits, it's going to be tough. So. I think, yeah, if we had numbers early on, I think the season definitely would have turned out differently. Yes, I wanted to ask you, so um, after everything that uh, you've experienced this season from being a quarterback in Europe, a coordinator, a teacher, a mentor, and also still a professional athlete, what do you think that this, uh, you will be able to take back home from this experience? I think it's going to come back to uh, – that way of teaching and being able to interact in a team environment, you know, uh, everyone knows football is a game and eventually it's going to, you know, be over. You never know when that's going to be, but eventually, you know, everyone's going to have to get quote unquote, a real job, whether that's, you know, you know, in the business world or coaching somewhere, no matter what, you're always going to be working in a team. And so when you come over to Europe and you play as an import, you know, you're you're forced, thrown into the fire, forced to kind of just bond with people pretty quick if you want to get that chemistry going, um, you know, bond with people from all over the States, all over Europe, all over the world, really. So um, being able to work within a team with people of different backgrounds, um, different communicating styles. And uh, so, yeah, being able to work as a team doesn't matter who those teammates are, just being able to work together is, is going to be a skill that I'll take with me forever.
All right. Well, that, that's all the questions I ask you today. Really gonna take over your whole life, Brett. But we appreciate, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you talking to us today and having the patience with some of these questions. I know they can be off the wall at times, but um, man, um, we're really impressed by you. That's why we brought you back on the show. You definitely one of the the most stand up guys in the league when it comes to understanding how to play here in Finland outside of playing in the States. You guys constantly gave feedback of trying to get better. And we could see it through you while you were playing. We could see it when you were coaching, when you were injured. And just want to wish you the best of luck to whatever you do in the future, man. And we really appreciate being able to get to know you a little bit this season. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, thank you for having me on the show. And, you know, thank you to guys at the AFF for everything you guys do, you know. Um, getting the word out about what's going on and, and, and uh, you know, spotlighting a lot of guys, good football players that are over here in Europe. So thank you. Before we get all playoff mode here, we're going to do like a quick recap of how the regular season turned out in comparison to like our initial thoughts. Okay. So you remember at the beginning of the season, we picked like how we were going to rank the teams. Yeah. And then, of course, we were off. But at the middle of the season, we did a a consensus ranking where all three of us, me, Robert Johnson, and Jabari Harris, we all um, picked where we thought the teams were going to lead. So, end of the year standings, first place, the Helsinki Roosters, who went 11-1. That's for you. Second place, (laughs) yeah. Second place, Wassel Royals went 9-3. Third place, the Husky, the Homelina Huskies went 8-4. Fourth place, the Porvo Butchers went 6-6. Fifth place, the Turku Trojans went three and nine. Mm. Sixth place, the Tampa the Saints went three and nine. And last, being relegated to Division One, the San Diego Crocodiles went two and ten. Okay, so in comparison to what we said at the midseason rankings, not the beginning where mm-hmm. I obviously did not have the Roosters. <laughs> I can own up to that. I did not have the Roosters winning at Me the end either. of the season. But in the midseason rankings, we had the Roosters ranked at number one. So we got that one right. At second, we had the Huskies. Third, we had Royals. So we had those two flipped. Not too much to say because we said, we said earlier in the season that it could have been either way. Middle of the season, the Huskies looked like the better team. But obviously, the Royals have looked better late. Now in fourth place, we picked the Butchers. That's where they landed. I think I picked them fourth from the beginning as well. So... They were pretty consistent in that aspect. Fifth place, we had the Crocodiles. We were wrong. Sixth place, we had the Saints. We were right about that one. And then in seventh place, we had the Trojans. So basically, we messed up by saying that the Trojans were going to come in last and the Crocodiles were going to come in fifth because those two kind of switched spots on us. So if you're keeping count, we got three out of the four right, and the ones that we got wrong were basically flipped. So... In theory, we're just guessing here. So we did all right picking the games. We did okay. But, oh, you got anything? Actually, I had the Royals finishing first and the Roosters finishing second. Okay. And I had Santa Yoka finish fourth, but and I had the Trojans <laughs> finish last. Yeah, we were wrong. We're very wrong. Yeah, okay. we can admit we're wrong. We're I, guess you can't wrong. Pitch, I guess you can't pick against the Roosters. Yeah. Ever. This- uh, this will be another season that you can't pick against the Roosters, and AFF was wrong for trying to do that early in the season. Um, yeah. Next thing we'll talk about is, well, later 
in the second half of the season, we actually were picking winners and losers of the game. And I just want to go over the end results. Mm-hmm. In first place, Robert Johnson picked the most correct games. He picked 12 <laughs> games right. Yes, sir. Six games wrong. In second place, six. Perk, yeah. Come it, on, man. I had like four. I had like four wrong. Don't, don't, don't you do were, it like that. Cause. You were 12 or six because we've got two games wrong last week. Oh, the last game didn't count. Because last week, because of your uh, Wassa Royals conspiracy. Yeah. Those mm. two games. See, I should have thought about that name before yeah. I picked, huh? Yeah, you should have. You knew, you knew it was going to happen. You got to think about that. <laughs> so. Uh, Rojo was twelve and six. Perfect Purpose also was twelve and six, but I'm second place because I was actually behind him before the last two weeks. Jabari was eleven and seven, and our guest hosts so far were eight and seven. So all you Americans are eight and seven. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, it, it's a crapshoot trying to guess the games, but we tried and we had fun doing it. Uh, next, we'll get into our playoff picks. This upcoming weekend starts the Maple League playoffs. With the Wassel Royals against the Hamelino Huskies on Saturday, and then the Helsinki Roosters and the Porvoo Butchers on Sunday. So what we'll do now is we'll pick our winners for this week's game, and for dramatic effect, we're only going to pick who we think is going to win the game. We won't explain why, but we will let our guest host Brett Arvey tell you why he thinks the teams are going to win this game. So t- you have to tune in to our playoff special on Friday. If you want to hear from me, Jabari, and Robert Johnson, why we think these teams are going to win these games, okay? So we'll go with the Saturday game first. Wassel Royals versus Hamelina Huskies. Jabari, who you got? I got the Vassal Royals. And I'm going to go with the Hamelina Huskies. Oh! Now, Brett, who do you have and why do you have them? Explain it to us a little bit. Uh, tiebreaker. All right, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Royals on this one. I'm gonna go with the Royals on this one. I think the reason the Royals are gonna win is I think that they got bodies on both sides of the ball, and that can make big plays consistently throughout the game. Not that the Hamelina Huskies do not have big time players. You know they obviously do. You know they got MVP candidates on both sides of the ball, but. You got a lot of those guys going both ways, you know, in terms of your big time guys, Roman Runner and Nico Lester, you know, two of the most dynamic playmakers in the league are going to have to go both ways. And, and how, how long can those guys go both ways against a team like the Royals that have, you know, RJ Long and Spencer Cudlin and all those other playmakers they got on offense? Um, and I think the other thing is when, when playoff football comes, can you run the ball consistently and, you know, milk the clock when you need to grind out first downs when you need to, obviously both these teams want to pass, but I think to win playoff games, you want to, you need to run the ball and you need defense. I think it's going to be a close one, man. Cause I mean, you know, the series is split between the two of them. Homelina won going away in the first time they met. And then the Royals won a close one the second time, but I think the Royals, um, have been playing some good football the second half of the season. I think that's going to continue into the playoffs. So I'm going with the Royals in this one. All right, you made you made a very strong argument for that. I can I can respect that. Uh, the next game is going to be the Sunday game: Helsinki Roosters versus Porvoo Butchers. And disclaimer: it's not going to be played in the Velodrome. 
So it will be played on either regular turf or grass, wherever they're playing in Vonta. I can't remember if it's turf or grass field. So that could be a little bit of a difference. So in this game, who do you got, Jabari? Roosters or the Butchers? Oh, man, it's hard to go against the Roosters, so I got the Helsinki Roosters. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Roosters, too. What about you, Brett? Who do you got and why? I'm going to agree with you guys on this one. Go with the Roosters. I mean, they've been the, the most consistent team in the Maple League so far this season, and you could, that same trend has gone on for probably about a decade now from what I've heard. Um, and I think the biggest thing with the Helsinki Roosters that's in their favor right now is they've already won a championship this season. You know, they won the Northern European League. Um, so they have experience winning championships, um, not only in the Maple League, but they already got one under their belt so far. Um, the Porvu Butchers, you know, they've had a great season. They have great finished players on their team. They got a good run game, good quarterback, and they got a, a good young receiver, a couple good receivers on their team. They play good defense, but I think, uh, I think the Helsinki Roosters are just going to be able to continue to do what they've been doing and that experience that they have winning big games is going to bring them bring them another win here so i'm i got to go with the helsinki roosters in this one all right and that's the pick so you know royals against huskies we're split but as a group we chose the royals even though i'm going with the huskies roosters versus butchers we're all thinking roosters so we wish everybody good luck in the playoffs and we'll be out there watching that's it for us this week on American Football in Finland. I'm Perfect Purvis with my co-host, Robert Johnson. Thank y'all for having me again, man. Appreciate it. All right, and we'll see you guys on Friday. American Football in Finland. Americans talking football every week. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on the Podbean app. Subscribe now on iTunes. Go to perfectpurvis.com forward slash AFF. American football in Finland. Football. Anytime. Anywhere.